It's time for Creative Impact, 89.1's WEMU's award-winning segment that introduces you to the Washtenaw County artists and creatives who make this our community one of the best places in Michigan for all to create, work, learn, live, play, and visit. I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washtenaw and your host. You know, as is typical of so many of our Creative Washtenaw guests, Rod Wallace is unlimited by any one area of interest or expertise. He holds a Ph.D. in urban education from EMU, advocates for first-generation students, is an accomplished hip-hop artist, music and film producer, and audio engineer. He is also the co-founder of the Amplify Project. Rod, we can't wait to hear your story. Welcome to Creative Impact. Hey, Deb. It's great to be here. So, so many interests, Rod. So little time. Let's zone in. Are you able to pinpoint one thing, one area of interest or passion which which leads you or connects you to everything else you do? Well, um, I've been working. I'm I'm from K-12. I'm I'm a former principal um, and a former teacher. Uh, I still teach uh, and I still work with schools in terms of leadership, but I'm really interested in how um, students engage with music, uh, not only creatively, but also to um, develop identity, to um, engage with their self-image, um, to interrogate the society that they live in, as well as to get them engaged in technology from a different perspective. Because I do believe that um, the production of music, the modern production of music, engages deeply with uh, what students need in order to be successful in STEM careers. Um, so music, I- I've been given the opportunity in addition to do to what I do with Upper Bound, to be able to uh, engage deeply with what music means to students, and I, I get a chance to work in that every day, and I'm very happy happy about that. Well, so your um, PhD um, actually brings hip hop as pedagogy and and the use of music technology into the academic area. It was first was that a, a course of your own making, and second. You know, music education, at least in the States, remains entrenched in the Euroclassic tradition. Um, Some might embrace jazz, uh, but usually it's stuck in classical music. Popular music, especially hip-hop, isn't part of that curriculum. Are you part of a movement to change that? I am. I am. I think uh, the beautiful thing about the program that I was involved in with EMU in their College of Ed is that uh, we had the opportunity to develop skills um, in terms of qualitative analysis and things of that nature in the spaces that we wanted to occupy. And my cohort was able to kind of bring their own experiences, as any PhD program should operate. They were able to bring their own, excuse, their own experiences and be able to dig deeper into uh, their interests. So from the very outset of my program, um, I was able to study education through the lens of music and hip-hop more specifically. And over time... I was able to engage more thoroughly in some specific things. I got a chance to study how um, hip-hop producers teach themselves and how they learn using um, things like YouTube, um, how they can dig into something and and learn 10 things when they only wanted to learn one. I was also able to engage in how hip-hop is a carrier of um, black voices and how um, it was born out of a culture of resistance. And really, it continued the culture of resistance from things like jazz and bebop and gospel and things of that nature. So 
Um, I really had the opportunity to tell my own story. Um, Tony Morrison says that if you can't find a story of your own, then you have to write your own. Uh, you know, so I've been able to do that, and I'm really happy about that. So you've used your voice, and you've helped others through the Amplify Project. What is it, and what's the mission? So the project is about, it's a nonprofit. It began with uh, an initiative involving Grove Studios and Leon Speakers. Um, after the death of George Floyd, we had the opportunity to think about what were some ways that we could um, break down some of the inequities involving access to uh, resources for black musicians here in Washington County. So our first step was to create a fellowship program where we were able to support the production, recording, and engineering of projects by black music artists um, in exchange for community service. So we, that first year, we were able to do new projects by Danny Darling, new projects by London Beck and Kenyatta Rashan. Since then, we've worked with Kai Five. We've worked with Lori and Janine. We've worked with Batty Brooks this last year, um, as well as uh, Kyle Love in The Chill Place. Um, Quite the list. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I kind of stepped into the space. I just wanted to make records. I just wanted to um, kind of play a role in seeing these records be made. But what we ended up finding was um, there were so many needs above and beyond what um, our, stu our, 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 our artists needed musically, um, which, you know, a lot of artists these days are kind of machines that, are able to do a lot of things themselves. Which has always been the nature of, of creation anyway, doing a lot of it yourself. Absolutely. 89.1 WEMU's Creative Impact continues with the multi-talented Rod Wallace, co-founder of the Amplify Project. Hey, I want to get to the Detroit Electronic Music Conference that you are co-hosting at Washington Community College on March 2nd. This may seem Absolutely. like a non sequitur. But I was recently in Oxford, England, and a tour guide told our group of people from Detroit that the Morse Automotive Company in Oxford was at the center of the development of the auto industry. All of us Detroiters kind of rolled our eyes. Detroit claims to be the birthplace of electronic music. Do you find this fact to be embraced across the world? Um, I, I think that as many things that are created in predominantly African-American spaces, it can be a bit clouded. Um, obviously, electronic music has grown from its Detroit roots into um, a cultural behemoth across the world. I mean, even if you look at the electronic uh, festival that uh, began in Detroit several years ago, now it's turned into um, a much larger entity and an entity that has been... It's funny how many fantastic... Uh, techno DJs and things we have here in this space, um, but we bring in people from all over the world. And I think it's, it's a beautiful thing, but it's also, um, it can, you know, kind of take us away from that. Is that why Washington County, Detroit is the right place for this music conference? Um, I think so. I think our, our partnership is with Spanning, who's been doing the Detroit Electronic Music Conference for several years now. Um, it was housed in downtown Detroit, and what they're seeking is to expand past that, and not just only from a geographical standpoint, but also from a branding standpoint. Detroit is a perspective as well. Um, so keeping it here and growing out from its roots is something that's important to, to spin and 
Uh, we also agree with that, and we're just interested in helping them to execute it. So the conference is a bit of scholarship, performance, a chance to be up close with the artists and the producers that are attending. Um, who's, who's the audience? Who do you hope attends, and what do you hope they take with them? So primarily, we, we will say that it's for all ages. Um, we have, um, there are students that uh, are in high school that are making beats every day using programs like BandLab using programs like FL, um, some programs that are free. Um, so we want all ages. We've been engaging with um, some of our students around here to make sure that they participate. Our Formula 734 students are interested in participating, but also engaging directly with the music producers and engineers that are in our area and giving them a space to come together and learn together and network along with artists, along with music lovers, um, because, again, um, music is a deeply technological space at this point. So we've invited people who are at the forefront of that work to come out. We have local experts that are going to be showing off um, some new innovations within the software from larger companies like Serato and Akai and things of that nature. Um, and we also uh, will have a panel discussion with some local music makers and um, some music minds that can offer some perspective about the future of music produ production, but we'll also have space for music producers to just create. If producers want to just come and they want to they want to create, they want to step out and they want to grab a bite to eat, they're more than welcome to do that as well. And we've also invited um, vendors from the area who we like to call arts-adjacent vendors. So these are vendors who um, have services that we believe um, creatives can benefit from. It sounds so like... It'll be a great day. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a wonderful day. And, and again, you'll be amplifying... All of the things connected to the music that you're engaged with and the young people and everyone of all ages to be involved with. Thanks so much for giving us a picture, um, give us encouraging us to attend and, and being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. That's Dr. Rod Wallace. He spends his energy ampl amplifying the impact of music. Find out more about Rod and get the details for the March 2nd Detroit Electronic Music Conference at WEMU.org. You've been listening to Creative Impact. I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washington, and your host, Matt Hobson, is our producer. Please join us every Tuesday to meet the people who make Washtenaw creative. This is 89.1 WEMU, Ypsilanti Public Radio from Eastern Michigan University.